Well, the logo says it's something to talk about, and so that's that's what this is. And she she is still on. You want to talk about my bun? And she's fixing fixing her her hair. My bun, my knot. The, Good morning. The, our, our our screen has become the mirror of your world. I, well, we're all looking at, yes, that's how we're all communicating right now. So we can see each other and see ourselves. Yeah. And Yeah. Everyone who's watching the show right now, make, make sure, you know, fix, fix your hair, make sure you're. <laughs> and, and if you want text in, whether Vaughn looks nice or if there's a, a, a hair that's out of place, uh, so we'll take, we'll take comments. <laughs> Morning. How are you? I'm just well and fine and dandy. Got, got, past last week got through not I don't want to say got through last weekend but you know last weekend I didn't join you on the show because I was in a just a, a tizzy getting ready for the graduation weekend the big the big graduations you know celebration so got got through that and it was really really fun and so yeah saw, so saw the graduation saw some of the some of the family pictures that you posted very very nice you know, I I kept thinking too as I was looking at your family and 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 seeing Elizabeth in her in her gown uh, uh, and what a great uh, 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 you know memory that that you and the family will have and she will personally have ten years from now, twenty years from now when when she's got a family of her own and she goes back and 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 discusses about that graduate, the graduates of the year 2020, you know, how their graduation, which looked like it was just completely blown out of the water. It was just kind of reinvented and repurposed and everybody, a lot of the, the graduation ceremonies that I have seen uh, covered on, on, on TV and in the papers and everything, it's really been heartwarming to see how the communities have come together to make sure that those graduates really felt that they, they had a nice graduation, uh, regardless of the restrictions. You know, and and um, I agree with you. And um, it, it actually, when you just look at the ceremony, one might think that it was pretty easy to to switch gears and and you know, kind of reorganize logistics and just have a ceremony. But there was so much more to consider behind the scenes. Um, I mean, they, you know, I say they, uh, our school board, and I'm speaking just specifically to Frisco, our school board, our administrative staff, you know, of course, our superintendent and his office, they had out, they spent hours and hours and hours meeting and discussing, um, you know, how they could do this, have a ceremony where the kids could actually participate in the act of graduating, not just say, here's your diploma by mail or drive through or whatever, um, but actually have these kiddos cross a stage and, and go through the act of graduating. And they had to do it in a way that met, uh, obviously, pub public safety kind of guidelines and things like that. So um, you had to consider um, so much, like how many people are going to be able to attend. We, ha of course, had a limit on number of tickets that we could purchase as a family. Uh, even staff uh, that was able to be there to help coordinate the event. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. We we and so they they came up with after spending many many hours and meetings discussing how to do this and keep everybody safe. They came up with a beautiful. Uh, they ended up planning a beautiful ceremony. We were outdoors 
Um, we, uh, the kids, I tell you, Stuart, you know, I'm sitting in the uh, stands at the Toyota Stadium and I'm looking on to the, to the seniors that are all sitting at the end, kind of uh, in the, in the, in the uh, stadium seats at the end of the stadium. And they're all six to eight feet apart, which was about, I think, four seats between each student. And then staggered so like you didn't have a student sitting behind another student they were staggered as you went up the rows and they all had their caps and gowns and their masks on it was it was quite a sight and certainly something that you know, we've obviously we have a ton of pictures throughout this whole quarantine but then that weekend we 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 captured a lot of these moments because to your point uh, you know, in the, and so anyway, before I move on, but it was a beautiful ceremony. They got to walk the stage. They could pull their masks down as they crossed the stage and it received uh, their diploma for pictures and what. And it was a beautiful day here in Frisco. So it was really, really great. But but again, moving forward in the future for these kids of 2020 to look back, however you graduated, whatever kind of ceremony you had, you're going to. You, it, it is a part of history. Um, I, I mean, for all of us, of course, but the graduating seniors, college, high school, uh, that's going to be just kind of a special memory for them. Yeah. Did, did you, uh, you know, we also, there's a lot of been, a lot of restrictions that have been lifted with regard to some of the restaurants uh, allowing people either to, to dine indoors or outdoors on their patios. Did you find that some of those relaxed restrictions and everything allowed some of the families and all to maybe go out together and get a bite to eat or so after these ceremonies? Absolutely. I know I know a lot of families that went out and either dined outside somewhere or went even indoors. Um, we we dined out that that evening and uh, you know, absolutely. A lot of people went and uh, had dinner out and um Yes, it, it certainly did help that the restrictions had been modified, and we have now our restaurants open at a certain capacity. And I think people, for the most part, felt pretty comfortable uh, doing that. Um, those who didn't, you know, chose to to make a dinner at home. You know, you and I had talked yeah. about talking about kind of re-entering uh, the world here as as restrictions are lifted, and I think it's just a very personal. Uh, kind of thing. I have a friend down in Austin and she is choosing to remain very, uh, you know, quarantined, uh, you know, still. And the fact that salons and whatnot have opened, she's choosing not to go. And that's, I think that's, you know, it's a very personal thing, a very, just personal choices, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren went out this week and she went to a salon, but uh, uh, it, it, she went because the salon was only uh, uh, scheduling two people at a time. Yeah. So they were at, at, at one on one side, one on the other side of the salon. So there was still some separation. Uh, Lauren wore her mask. The, the uh, proprietors of the salon were all wearing masks. So there were a lot that were taking those precautions. And as we have said, it puts, it puts the decision in our laps. Uh, if we walk into a place where, the, either the, the staff is not uh, uh, fully covered, uh, the patrons are not covered, then it's it's our decision whether to stay or to turn around and say, I'll come back when when either this whole thing is is over or when they all go into a more covered up stage. Right. Uh, 
We happened to go to Costco yesterday, and Costco will not. Uh, we actually saw somebody turned away uh, at at the door because they did not have a mask. Costco yeah. was providing uh, hand sanitizer for everybody that walked in in the door, but they weren't providing masks. Um, so if you didn't have a mask, you didn't shop, and right. that raised our comfort level. We felt like you know that, and we we also went to a a, a Best Buy. And we could not just walk into that Best Buy. We had to make an appointment a couple days in advance in order to go. And we stood outside until our time came up. And then they let us in. And it was, you know, customer uh, and, and store employee. Uh, you were not allowed to, to roam around the store without that employee. We had our masks on. They did. Uh, and, and at the time that we were in the store, I would guess that maybe there were six customers allowed in the store at a time. So I applaud the, 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 the stores all that now are given that opportunity to reopen and start doing business again, but are saying we want to do it in a respectable way. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it, for me, I agree with you. I prefer and feel more comfortable in those establishments that are uh, just more visibly um, kind of still keeping it, keeping their space very, I don't know, I don't want to safe, I guess, or whatever, like just signs of doing things that will help make people feel comfortable, like wearing their masks or, or even what, even seeing them periodically spray down areas, um, making sure that the capacity is met. So I, I, I do. I agree with you. I prefer to shop in a place that is showing signs of doing that because it just makes me feel more comfortable. Um, but then you go into a store where there's no, you don't see anything really. Employees are not wearing masks and everybody's just kind of walking around doing their thing. There doesn't seem to be a capacity. So for me, I, I, it, I find it very confusing because it seems to be very inconsistent in terms of, you know, why, why is it that we can go into one establishment and, you know, uh, it's a totally different kind of experience than it is if, when you go into a, a, a different place. And I, I don't understand the inconsistency of it all. I don't know. You're right. I'm finding that among the, the, the uh, grocery stores. In fact, uh, uh, even, even uh, well, I'll mention Kroger is one of the larger uh, grocery store chains that we have in our, in our area. There is even a difference between stores, so you know you wonder if maybe the the, the policies uh, and, and rules have are not being followed from store to store because there are some that I walk into where where everybody seems to be covered up. Uh, there are others where it's becoming a little bit more relaxed, uh, and 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 so again. It all comes down to to the decision making is is on our on our laps, uh, we have to be the ones to, that decide what, what we're going to do. I see a lot of people that are in some of the, uh, the walking paths. Uh, so, uh, many, many of them are not wearing any kind of facial covering and all. I guess the thought is, well, we're outdoors. And so that you're less susceptible. There are others that, that I see a couple of couples in our neighborhood that walk the, walk the, the paths every day at the same time. They all have their 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 coverings on. 
if we approach from uh, different different directions, uh, we both step off the path a, a couple of uh, steps just to allow for that a little bit additional distancing. There are others, the kids are riding their bikes and uh, skateboarding and all with no covering. <coughs> so we're, we're still a little bit in that, you know, now, now the big thing is, is when are the swimming pools going to open? Well, some are open. Yeah. And, and, and how many people are they letting in and what are the restrictions? Uh, uh, you know, I think they started with 25% capacity. Now they might be up to 50% capacity, but Again, there's lots of, lots of restrictions as far as, uh, you know, if there's restrooms, uh, how they have to be handled. And so, you know, everybody's still reading all the fine print as to, right. to do and how to do it. Yeah, I, and that's what I guess, um, I don't know, it, it, it confuses me in terms of, I want to just make sure that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm being responsible. But right. I'm, but but I'm confused at the same time because I don't know what that means. I don't know what the I don't know how to define right now being responsible in this scenario because there are so many inconsistencies and you also get different reports and different. The masks work. They don't. They don't protect. They're worse if you wear it. it, it if I could just, if we just had a, a rule book to follow, I would follow it completely. And I think majority of us would, you know, but right now, I mean, I've even gone into grocery stores with my mask on and I've run into friends of mine whose uh, spouse is a doctor and uh, they don't have a mask on. And so then you're thinking, oh, well, wait a second, that person's in the medical industry and they're choosing not to wear a mask. What do they know that I don't know? I mean, I just, there's, so for me, I'm just doing the best I can to be responsible and to make other people feel comfortable as, as well. And so like the whole mask thing, for example, I just wear it. I don't know what good it's doing, but I wear it because I just feel like then I'm not going to get like the stink, stink eye from somebody in the store or wherever. Yeah, but I just, that's what going through this whole thing right now is just some people are back to work. Some people aren't. Some people are lightening up on their social distancing. Some people are tightening up on their quarantining. I mean, we're all over the place right now. And, and I, and I, and I guess that's understandable because we, we don't have the answers and, and even the people calling the shots and, 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 and kind of structuring the guidelines probably don't have all the answers. So I guess the bottom line for me is let's just respect how we're all responding to uh, whatever phase you're in. If you're re-entering the world or if you're in a place where you're still kind of sheltering, uh, just got to respect. Well, yeah, you're, you're doing this and responding to it. And um, everybody's going to kind of choose. Uh, uh, oh, hello. Yep. Okay, yeah. we're good. I know, what I know what you're saying. I, I, I think it's, it's, we're doing it out of safety for ourselves and out of respect for others. <clears throat> but to throw a little bit of a wrench in that, okay, I want to wear a, a mask. I want to keep uh, the, the wipes uh, for, the, for the carts, and I want the hand sanitizer. It, it isn't on the shelves yet. It's hard to find masks. It's hard to find the hand sanitizer. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's become a, a little bit of a challenge there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. The, the Santana, 
the hand sanitizer and like the Clorox wipes and things like that are still hard to find. But other than that, I think the the shelving, the shelves are pretty well stocked with every everything right now, which is. Have you noticed how much toilet paper there is out there now? Tons, tons of toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. <laughs> toilet yeah. paper and paper towels, all you need, all you, all you want. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good on toilet paper and paper towels for a while. Um, yeah. But, and but anyway, got, we, got brand, we got brands of toilet paper that that I never heard of because it when when it was hard to find, you just grabbed any brand that was was on the on the shelf. Well, in a, in a little bit, I'll get Phil to bring out the toilet paper that we just got in the mail. I in the beginning, in the early stages of all of this, I was beginning to wonder about the whole toilet paper issue. And so I. I went on Amazon and I, I ordered some toilet paper for like $30 and I got it in the mail. And that was about three. I'm not kidding. That was about, well, I could look, I think it was like two months ago. And we, had, we canceled the order along the way actually, because it was taking too long to get. And before we even got the toilet paper, toilet paper started to, you know, they started to get back onto the, they started to restock the toilet paper. So there wasn't a need for it anymore. And the, the, the projected delivery date was like the end of July or something crazy. Anyway, so we canceled the order. Well, we got it yesterday or day before. And Stuart, I'll get Emily to bring out a roll. It's like little itty bitty rolls. I mean, of course, the picture made it look like a big pack of like Charmin or something. It was little itty bitty rolls and about, about eight of them for $30. And uh, I mean... Anyway, and it's, and it's sing, single ply, and it yeah. has little wood fibers. <laughs> right. I had pa I I don't even know why I did that. I guess I panicked a little bit back then, or back way back then. But but listen, um, I have to tell well, you. Use you, use the really soft stuff for your bottom, and yeah. then use use that toilet paper that you just got in. Just use that as an alternate for blowing your nose. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to put it near my face. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where this stuff came from. It was like, I just was like, I was having a moment of, of kind of worry and desperation. And I just went on Amazon and found that they had this whatever in stock. I have no idea where this toilet paper came from. Anyway. Hey, it, two days ago, it was a tree. Yeah. So anyway. I, <laughs> they just shaved it off of the tree. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't opened the package. I haven't felt its texture yet. So I don't know. <laughs> But, be, careful, okay. be careful when you open the package. Make sure the sawdust doesn't. <laughs> but I have to tell you, you know, we were talking about different places entering different phases. And we have uh, good friends back in Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia a little bit. Um, and they're, they're still kind of behind us a little bit in terms of where, you know, their restrictions and whatnot. They, they still have tighter restrictions and and stricter guidelines. So, but anyway, she came down here to visit her daughter who lives in North Dallas, down there in Uptown. And um, so she got here, she'd only been here a couple days and she had texted me and said, oh, how wonderful it is to, to be in a place where she could actually get out and um, get her nails done and go to a salon. And she got to go to a couple restaurants and go into the stores. And so it was just refreshing for her to be down here in a place where, you know, we had already entered a new phase where we could actually get out and kind of uh, experience the, the outside world a little bit. 
Well, she had only been here a couple days when all of a sudden the riots started happening and there she, she has to be in her, in her daughter's house. She and her husband and her daughter and her husband have to be in their house by seven every night because of the curfew. This was a few days ago. And uh -huh. she, she texted me. She said, I, I just can't believe that I got here. <clears throat> and she enjoyed a couple a two or three days. And then all of a sudden we went from COVID issues to the rioting down there where they were especially. And she had to be, we couldn't even see them then while they were here. We were going to have a visit while they were here, but we couldn't because by the time they, the kids got off work at five 30, they had a curfew of seven and had to be home. So it was too tight of a time period, you know, frame to get together. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And then she had to, she had to fly home. So unfortunately the rest of her visit visit was under, uh, you know, under the circumstances of, of all the riots going on literally right around where they, where they live. You know, it's, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because Lauren even said just a couple of days ago, uh, every channel that you turned on was covering, uh, what was going on on the streets all across the country. And the, they just kept going back and forth between Washington DC and, and Seattle and, and LA. And, and Lauren said, you know, I haven't heard a COVID-19 report in days. You know, you, did, you didn't see any interviews with, with the medical community talking about where we were, uh, if there were any, any increases in, in various areas, because all of a sudden, as, as much as we know and as media savvy as we all are, everything just kind of shifted focus into one area and one area only, and you couldn't even find an alternate news source to get you up to up to speed, except, you know, in, for some, in, in some regards, the local channels, when they would go on for their half hour report or so, uh, then they would say a little bit about what was going on. But again, that coverage was dominated by, okay, here's your local news, and here we are down at City Hall and with the, uh, 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 you know, the uh, demonstration that's going on here. And we, we just, it's like, what, what ha has happened to the right. rest of, of the world? What's going on? Well, when we were getting reports daily, numbers and this and like just daily. It was just, it was every time you turn your TV on, it was the numbers and the, and this and what, and then all of a sudden that just stopped, like you said, and it was all about the riots. So what happened to all of the information that they would have been feeding us all this time? Did they just decide, just take a break from that and move on to the, I don't know. I, well, it, you I, know I, and now, now that, that, that the, the store uh, lootings and the rioting aspect because of the anger part of the response uh, to the, to the killing more than a week ago, now the, the officers uh, have, have been charged uh, it seems like the protesters are getting a little bit more of what they were demonstrating for. So now the demonstrations have all become a little more civil. They've become a little bit more low key. They are more demonstrations of, of knowledge and interaction, uh, more peaceful. Now you're starting to see that it's, it's, the, the, some of the statistics are starting to creep in that in some of the cities, Louisville, I think, was one of the first uh, because they had been kind of hard hit by uh, COVID. They're also, they're starting to see a little bit of a spike in, 
in new cases uh, of COVID and that they are tying to some of the, 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 the street scenes that have been going on. And I don't doubt that we're going to start to see that in the next week or so now that the, the, uh, the, the, the funeral, the memorial services and all for, for George Floyd uh, are, are behind us and, and things are starting to calm down, not, not so much calm down, but becoming more manageable, that now we're going to start to go back to seeing what's going on in the medical side of our lives, uh, which is either going to affect us positively or negatively. If there's a spike and there's more cases being reported of COVID-19, now more people are going to cover their, 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 their mouths. They're going to stay out of the restaurants and stores, and it's going to be a, a, another, another vicious cycle. We'll just, we'll just continue to react to the developments. I mean, whatever the developments are, because it seems like each and every day you turn on your TV and there's something new, um, whether it's um, that there's been a spike or that things are holding steady, whatever it is, people, people just react to, to the developments, to what they um, or to what their friends are doing. A lot of people are just doing kind of what their friends are doing. So again, for me, it's just whatever you're comfortable with doing this because there are no answers right now, at least doesn't seem to be, but I, um, I don't know the whole, the whole riot thing. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm pleased to say that Frisco, uh, we did have a demonstration as well, or a, a, a march, whatever you want to call it. And it was done very, yeah. uh, very civilly. And, um, safely. And, you know, we had our mayor out marching, uh, with them and some police officers. And, um, you know, I have, I, I have, uh, I, I support the movement, uh, completely. I mean, who wouldn't, I, it, you know, if you, if you've got to be careful, you've got to, you've got to research, you've got to know what you're talking about. Like, I mean, people, uh, were saying, oh, this is just wrong. These riots and whatnot. And I, I agree. I don't like the rioting. I don't think that's any way to accomplish. That's not a good way to accomplish. Well, that, that was not the purpose of going into the streets, really. It was just, that was a faction that took advantage of the yeah. fact that, that people were angry. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was the looters weren't out there to carry signs and to, to say Black Lives Matter. They just saw it as an opportunity to to cause some problems, to torch a, a, a police car or two. And, and unfortunately, that's what the media jumped on. Yeah. You know, not so much the protesters that were marching peacefully uh, and trying to get their their message across. Uh, it was, oh, there's a there's a police car on fire down the street. Let's all rush over there with our cameras to cover that. Well, of course. I mean, you know, they didn't cover Frisco's march, and it was a uh, thousands of there were thousands of people out there. It was a big right. demonstration, and it was peacefully done, and it was done the right way, and it could have been used as a an example um, to to exactly. to people and how and how you know an example of how you do this the right way and. When you do it the right way, it is the it is the mo is the more effective way to to get your message across. And and I agree with you. The media and I, and I'm sorry. I I I said, but I said to my daughter, we were talking inside. I said, you know, I believe majority of the people in our country or our world, whatever, but our country get along just fine and respect each other and are good 
and act accordingly. And I believe that the majority of the people in our country are like that. I'm sorry, but I believe that the media shows us a very small percent of the worst of the worst because people want to, I don't know, people want to watch the news through their fingers like a horror show. And they, oh. you know, and, I, and, and I, so I, you know, I don't, when I see the little, the little things on the news that they show us and all of that, I, I don't think that they should be filming it because it just makes it worse. And, and, and it's like wildfire and then people get ideas and then they go off and do it and it, it ignites anger and it, and it just kind of is like wildfire. It just kind of spreads. I wish that they would stop filming the bad because it just initiates more bad. And so it, and I, and I think it's a very small percent of really who we are as a general pop population. Yeah, and and the the problem is that that the good doesn't make headlines. It's the bad that makes the right. headlines. It's the same thing within the police community. I had a conversation with the Frisco police on my on my other show, and and again, it's a it's a perception. You know, everybody judged the entire police forces across America as being bad because of these couple of bad apples up in in Minnesota. That, that chose to do something that was not protocol. And all of a sudden, everybody was looking as at the police force as, you know, in, in the wrong way. And again, 99% of, of every police officer in this country is doing their job to the best of their ability and serving their communities. But it only takes one bad incident of a policeman overstepping his bounds and to for the media to jump on it and make it look as a perception of we need to revamp the entire police department because they're all bad. You know, it, it's, it's just, it's, un, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, that that's where the media has gone. Uh, my, my feeling is if there's, if there is a, a situation that is negative, the media should just not show up and just, let let the situation come and go and not get covered and then and I think that some of those things would go away but fizzle out yeah nature you know yeah the, I agree I had a conversation Stuart Emily was driving to uh, back down to Baylor University during the time uh, like around the early the couple day the, the first couple days of the rioting down here in Dallas and I I called the uh, you know Dallas Police Department just to ask about highway conditions and uh because she has to go 35 which is right around downtown right. and uh, i i don't know who i spoke with but a, a very informative i'm assuming police officer and uh he said he just gave us some advice uh i said so exactly what are we trying to avoid he said you're trying to avoid downtown and surrounding areas and i said all right so we took a different path so she took a different path because uh, I said, are they going on highways? He said, yes, they are congregating on highways. I, I guess because that creates the biggest commotion. I don't, I don't know. But, but I right. said, okay, just give us what we, uh, your advice, what you think we should do. So she took a different route kind of down and around downtown Dallas to get back on 35 and down. And then I said to him, I said, well, listen, you know, she's going to have to come back. When do you think this is all going to be over? And, of course, right when those words left my mouth, 
I knew that you couldn't answer the question. I said, well, probably not a fair question. You probably can't answer it. He said, no, I can answer it. And you know what he said? He said, it'll be over when the media stops filming it. And I, 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 I said, I, I think I completely agree with you. Sure. I, you know, and, and as I say, the, the, uh, the, also, these people are out of work. A lot of people are out of work. They have no place else to go. They're sequestered in their homes. Uh, and also for them to get out even to go to some kind of an organized event, uh, for the most part, they have been peaceful events. But if it, if it moves beyond the peaceful event, the media is there just to cover that, that, that glitch. You know, if it's just marching from point A to point B with placards, uh, yeah, they'll send a couple people down there, get a couple pictures, send it back to the newsroom and all. But they're they're there in force because they're waiting for that first, you know, brick to, to go through the window so that they can all rush over there in order to, to get a scoop on that. And I think it's the wrong the wrong mindset. And here we are actually part of the media trying to say, you know, put 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 this all into perspective, folks, and don't be so hungry for for dirty laundry that uh, that that you turn on the news just to see who 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 burned what uh, uh, since since last night's news. Yeah, and I I I, I know and and. I, I agree, and I, I guess it frustrates me too that the media doesn't use their their platform and their power to um, to to better educate rather than just stir it up. Um, and what I mean by that is use your time on air to explain. Say, for example, um, say for example, they're showing people screaming "Black Lives Matter," okay, and then they show another clip of a different group of people, you know, yelling and chanting, you know, what do you mean black lives matter? All lives matter. And, and then you, and then all they're doing is filming two different, you know, kind of arguments. But the thing of it is, if they would stop and explain to the viewers and the listeners, listen, this is a movement. When they, when there's, when there's a group of people saying black lives matter, they're not, they're not saying other lives don't. They're just they're just preaching their movement, and and so if they would explain instead of just showing these two groups getting at it, to you know this group here, hey guys, I know you're saying all lives matter. They think that too. Okay, they're not saying just by saying Black Lives Matter that no other life doesn't. But the media doesn't use their platform and their power to educate. Instead, they they use it just to show these, you know, and this is just one example. I'm just giving you, right. if they would just stop and educate and inform and and provide the facts and keep it non-political. If they could just do those things, they would create a much more peaceful environment. But you know what? Unfortunately, I don't have all the answers. You no, know, the answer to what you just said is, they can't because I, I use the, the term dirty laundry. That's what that's what the news organizations want because that's what gets them the awards at the end of the year for their coverage of the riot in, in Minneapolis or in, in Louisville or, or L.A. Uh, this reporter gets an Emmy 
for their, their coverage of this, this event. And because of that, then the news organizations can get the sponsors for their shows because the sponsors want to sponsor the, the, the stations that have the biggest numbers of people that follow their coverage of the dirty laundry. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't really see that getting any better because not only do we have the, the news organizations out there, but we've, we've got our own, our own personal coverage of what's going on that wherever there's a situation going on, you got cell phones that are streaming what's happening in real time. That's what happened with, with the unfortunate death of, of George Floyd. There were, <clears throat> there was no media on the scene. It was local people with, and the, and the, the police officers didn't even have their, their body cameras on, which was a wrong move right there. But there were, there were citizens standing by who turned their phones on and started to, to, to stream what was happening. And that's what blew this whole thing uh, uh, to pieces. And, you know, you said something earlier that, that does, it does strike a chord with me. And that is that we're all talking about black lives matter. Well, you know, other lives matter too. White lives matter. Asian lives matter. You know, uh, 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 Pakistani lives matter. Indian lives matter. Uh, uh, you know, everybody's life matters, and this is all intertwined. And that's why you are seeing uh, marching in the street. It's not just the blacks that are carrying the sign saying "Black Lives Matter." Their brothers and sisters are standing with them, arm in arm, letting them letting them know that we care about you too. But again, trying to get more of those people on camera. To say, I'm I'm here, you know, like like our own mayor who was was marching along with the people from every spectrum, every race, religion, ethnic background, uh, to say that, that we are marching in solidarity. Right. There was this much coverage of that. Yep. But when you put a camera and a microphone in front of somebody who is angry. It perpetuates itself. Not only are they angry, but the fact that they have now got a camera and a microphone in their face, they're going to become even more agitated and angry because they got their face time. Uh, you know, these, these demonstrations include an array of people, in my, in my opinion, the way I see it. You have your people out there who are, who are marching for, you know, genuine, for, you know, they are genuinely concerned. They have a genuine passion and belief behind what, you know, what they're, they're the cause. You know, you have that percentage of people. You have some people that go out there just because, you know, it's, it's in vogue or trendy to, 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 to march in a demonstration. Um, they got no results to go. It, you know, exactly. They're just doing it. Uh, then you have a percentage of people who don't care one way or the other, they're just bitter, angry, um, you know, uh, individuals who want to get out there and cause a little ruckus. Uh, you know, then you have people who are, I mean, you just have an array of different people. When you see these marches, you can look out there and just think it's a, it's a diverse group of people coming together to march for the same cause or demonstrate, but with different mindsets. 
And sometimes just equations like that, that aren't all on the same page can become explosive. And that's what I think we've seen because you can't say everybody is being destructive. There's a small percentage of people that do. And unfortunately, in my opinion, when a, when a protest turns into a riot, they've completely lost uh, all credit, uh, credibility. Uh, the, the reason they were marching has gone out the out the window. I mean, nobody. And you've also now created, uh, you've now generated a, a percentage of the population who now uh, not only disagree with you but are now angry uh, because they they believe that you were marching for some other reason. You were just writing. You didn't really have a message or a meaning behind it. And so I, they, they do them, sometimes these marches backfire and they do themselves a huge disservice when they don't sure. act together and they're not all on the same page for the same reason. And I do think the brother of George, George Floyd uh, said all the right things when he came out and spoke about that this is not what this is about. And, and so it's unfortunate that these protests turned into riots because they lost a lot of footing. They lost a lot of traction when that you're, happened. You're right. It, it's because that disruptive aspect of it overshadows the the purpose, which was the healing aspect of it. And and that's what that's what the clergy people have all said. Let's not let's not forget what these protests and these demonstrations are about. It's about keeping the 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 uh, uh, memory of George Floyd, the, the good part of George Floyd alive and, and, and making us understand to, to move forward, to, to use this as part of a healing process. Uh, and, and that any of this disruptiveness that comes along is a discredit to his memory. It's a discredit of what he stood for and his beliefs. And, and, and I think Anybody that's going to go to a church or a synagogue this weekend is going to hear from their religious leaders and everything this weekend in their sermons and talks. They're going to be talking about bringing us back together in healing America. And yes, we may need new legislation, and, and that will take time to happen. But what we need to do is just a, a new understanding uh, uh, with each other and, and, and the fact that we are not going to allow the politics and, and all that happened 50 years ago when the civil rights movement was being being developed, to have all of that just wiped off the, 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 the board and start from scratch. We need to use what we've had, bring that back, build upon it, tweak it to make it better for, for everyone. I agree, and I, and I go back to if, because when I take the time to have a good constructive conversation with somebody about um, just this issue or topic or any other topic that, you know, but when I take, my point is when I take the time to learn, you know, to dig into the information, to understand uh, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm looking at or what I'm hearing or what I'm seeing, then you, you can move forward in a, in, in a more constructive manner. And I think 
the big problem here right now with this particular issue, it's a big one. It's a big one. I think people miss, I think people misinterpret their slogan, uh, Black Lives Matter. I think people misinterpret that. It, it, they are not saying, or at least the majority are not, they don't mean by that, that other lives don't. That's just, it's their movement. It's how they, it's how they refer to their movement. And I think if people took the time, again, we're just using this the riots as an example because it's timely. Right. But if people really took the time to understand, before you just go running out there marching, understand where, where all the parties are on this topic so that you can then go and act accordingly and move forward accordingly. And I wish that the media would take a bigger part in educating fairly and, and accurately and honestly, um, because it would prevent a lot of this from happening. I, again, I do believe the majority of people in our country, uh, whatever, wherever, whoever you are, whatever your religious belief, whatever color, I, are, are good and get along just fine. But when they show these little percentages of things that happen, it just stirs the pot, makes you, and, and if you're not, if you're that easily influenced, then the media is going to influence how you look at the world around you. Uh, so I don't know. Take the time uh, to, to dig into these topics personally so that you know where you are on the matter. You're, you're right. And, and, and it goes beyond that, too. It, it, it also is take the time that when you see a police officer, thank them for what they're doing because they're putting themselves in harm's way every day to protect us and to keep us safe when things like this happen. Uh, take the time to, to, to let your black brothers and sisters know that you, you have compassion for them and, and the struggles that they have, are going through now and they have gone through for decades. And, and, and I'm, I'm not marching because of you, I'm marching with you. Uh, and, and I believe the same thing. You know, and, and you, you, you brought up the police. Absolutely, Stuart. We need to uh, we need to recognize and respect their efforts. Uh, um, yes, there are a few bad apples in every organization, company, industry. Okay. Every right. they're gonna be in every neighborhood. You can't take one rotten apple and then just assume that the entire batch is bad. And I think that recently the police officers have gotten uh, just a just really beaten down and 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 abused in in terms of how we view them as a whole. I mean, there I haven't seen them myself, but apparently there is uh, there's vandalism and there's uh, you know signs out there speaking derogatorily against the police officers, and I, I think that's wrong. They are, for the most part, out there helping and protecting and trying to do the right thing. And, you, you know, and that's, I said to Mike, you cannot disrespect the entire group because of the actions of just one or two or a few. And I know that just seems like over the past decade, it seems like, you know, we just keep hearing a lot about this whole police brutality and whatnot. In some cases, you need to look into the entire context. And in others, it was bad behavior, poor judgment, whatever. But you, you can't. We can't walk around right now and just take this whole group, you know, our men and women in blue. We can't do that. I mean, that, what what would think about that? If you really think about that realistically, so so we abolish that. We get rid. Of, what what then? 
we yeah, have stop, yeah stop and ask yourself where would yeah. we be if we right. said well because because well there there's some some bad apples and there's some uh, bad things that the police force does are we're just going to eliminate the right. police our, yes. our city no longer going to pay for a police force what what position are you going to be in then exactly you need to think it through i mean I know it's already 10 till 12 and I'm not sure how much time we have left, but this is a topic that we could just continue. I, I would have, I would love if we ever revisit this again to have some guests on our show to get some uh, different points of view. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a good idea. Maybe we, we, we will in the weeks ahead, you know, and I'd like to even, even uh, offer an invitation to the mayor to come on and sit and speak with us uh, because it's a tough position he was put in too, because he's now trying to keep the peace. He's trying to appease the, the protesters. He's trying to appease his police departments. And it's a tough position to put our, our leaders in when, when a lot of people are pointing the fingers at the leaders and saying, you see, it's all your fault because you're not leading. Well, that's a bad line too, because yes, in this much of society, it's true. But in the broader scope, we're, we're all trying to react to these things in the best way we, we know how. And I'd love to uh, give a shout out to our mayor because yeah. I'd love to hear how he coordinated such a, such a peaceful and constructive demonstration here in Frisco, Texas. And unfortunately, we didn't get it on the news, but it should be because it should right. be used as an example to other cities and towns. I believe Houston's going to be having something coming up soon uh, to be used as an example. Uh, that it can be done. You can get your message across without setting fire to buildings and trashing cop cars. That's right. Well, you know, I, I think that's that's a good way for us to to depart today. Is just to, to let our listeners know that wherever you are, uh, be aware of what's going on in your communities. Uh, support your police. Uh, they're there for your benefit, not not to, to work against you. They're there to work with you. Uh, and 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 be con conscious and kind to your fellow man, uh, because these are not the the only bad situations we're going to be involved in. There will be more, but we need to be proactive uh, and and uh, and and you know get involved. Yes, absolutely. Well, so, I hope you have a great weekend. And, and and you too, and a good week ahead. And uh, for those that are listening and watching uh and i'll we'll be here again next week and hope you'll join us uh for some more of something to talk about in the meantime go out and make it make it a good weekend bye bye-bye okay.